鸟儿的欢鸣，溪水的婉转。听，爱与恨，悲与喜，苦与乐，得与失。听，跳跃的文字，灵动的声音。You're listening to Morse Read. 欢迎您来到轻松调频美文阅读 More to Read， 我是沈听，让我们在这里一起听美文学英语。今天让我们先来听法国作家安托万德圣埃克苏佩里的一句话，接着来读美国诗人詹姆斯赖特的一首诗歌 Beginning， 开始。最后让我们一起来读中国学者林威所写的一篇文章，品味杭州 ，Getting into Hangzhou。More to read. 用文字抒发感情，用文字诉说故事，用文字穿越古今。Daily quote. 如果你想造一艘船，先不要雇人去收集木头，也不要给他们分配任何任务，而是激发他们对海洋的渴望。安托万德圣埃克苏佩里。安托万·德·圣埃克苏佩里出生于1900年，法国作家。他是法国最早的一代飞行员之一，出生在法国里昂。1940年，他流亡美国，侨居纽约，埋头文学创作。1943年，他参加盟军在北非的抗战。1944年，在执行第八次飞行侦察任务时，在地中海上空失踪。圣埃克苏佩里的作品主要描述飞行员的生活，其代表作有小说《夜航》、散文集《人的大地》《空军飞行员》以及童话《小王子》等。If you want to build a ship, don't drum up people to collect wood, and don't assign them tasks and work. But rather teach them to long for the endless immensity of the sea. Antoine de Saint Exupéry. 如果你想造一艘船，先不要雇人去收集木头，也不要给他们分配任何任务，而是激发他们对海洋的渴望。安托万·德·圣埃克苏佩里。Beginning by James Wright. The moon drops one or two feathers into the field. 
the dark wheat listens. Be still. Now. There they are. The moon's young. Trying their wings. Between trees, a slender woman lifts up the lovely shadow of her face. And now she steps into the air. Now she is gone, wholly into the air. I stand alone by an elder tree. I do not dare breathe or move. I listen. The wheat leans back towards its own darkness and I lean toward mine. Kaishi 树梢间我们刚刚听到的这首诗歌 Beginning,开始 出自美国诗人詹姆斯·赖特 后来他与罗伯特·伯莱一起创建了深度意象诗歌流派，成为美国战后反学院派诗歌的主要阵地。他的诗集《树枝不会折断》是二十世纪六十年代最有影响的诗集之一。诗歌中新颖的实验品质让
，试图唤起超脱现实、返回大自然的欲望，从大自然中找到安宁。虽然他去世较早，但他留下的诗作却足以使他在20世纪美国后现代诗歌中占有一席之地。既然詹姆斯·赖特自认为受中国唐代诗人王维的影响较深，那么接下来呢，我也为大家选读一首王维的诗歌作品《山居秋明》。这首诗描绘了秋雨初晴后，傍晚时分山村的旖旎风光和山居村民的淳朴风尚，表现了诗人寄情山水田园，并对隐居生活怡然自得的满足心情，以自然美来表现人格美和社会美。整首诗将空山雨后的秋凉、松间明月的光照、时尚清泉的声音，以及宦女归来竹林中的喧嚣声。渔船穿过荷花的动态，和谐完美的融合在一起，给人一种丰富新鲜的感受。它像一幅清新秀丽的山水画，又像一支恬静优美的抒情乐曲，体现了王维诗中有画的创作特点。好，下面呢，就让我们来细细品味这两位时隔千年之久、地处东西不同世界的两位诗人，是否在诗歌的表达上也有着某种共同之处。《山居秋明》王维。空山新雨后，天气晚来秋。明月松间照，清泉石上流。竹轩归宦女，帘动下渔舟。随意春芳歇。王孙自可留。An autumn evening in the mountain, by Wang Wei. The off-beaten dales freshly got rain-bathed. The ambience at dusk is tinged with autumn tone. The silvery moon shines in the pine forest. Clear spring runs gurgling over the stones. Bamboos rustle with the returning washmaids. Lotuses stir when the fishing boats go home. Here, spring-like charm at any time may fade. A noble man to stay by the will of his own. 
The moon's young, trying their wings. Between trees, a slender woman lifts up the lovely shadow of her face. And now she steps into the air. Now she is gone, wholly into the air. I stand alone by an elder tree. I do not dare breathe or move. I listen. The wheat leans back towards its own darkness, and I lean toward mine. Beauty of words. 第十九届亚洲运动会正在中国浙江省省会杭州如火如荼的展开。今天节目的最后呢，我就和大家一起来分享一篇介绍杭州这座城市的文章。那么这篇题为《品味杭州》的文章，其作者兼译者林威。是杭州师范大学外国语学院翻译研究所的特聘教授。好，下面呢，就让我们一起来读一下这篇文章的中英文版本。品味杭州，林威。Getting into Hangzhou by Lin Wei. 对于一个地方的看法感受，从观光或常住的角度是不同的。以前作为旅游观光者，也曾数次来杭，但现在不同了。我长期任教于此，有这里的师生朋友，体会便大不相同。换言之，是可细细品味了。The perception of a place may be quite different from the perspectives of sightseeing and permanent residence. Previously, I had visited Hangzhou several times as a tourist. Its view, however, bore no comparison with what I am experiencing now as a long-term contract professor who is acquainted with a large number of his students, colleagues, and friends. In other words, now I can really get to the bottom of the place. 作为地道的北京人，我们习惯称其他地方为外地，并自然而然与北京相比。如果说北京富丽的故宫、雄伟的长城等透露的是一种帝王的霸气，那么杭州的苏堤春晓、平湖秋月、断桥残雪、柳浪闻莺等飘散的，则是文人的雅气。Native Beijingers such as myself are used to calling places outside Beijing alien, and naturally compare them with the capital. The splendid Forbidden City and magnificent Great Wall in Beijing may reveal a kind of imperial hegemonic spirit. The scenery in Hangzhou, however, embodied in dawn on the Su Causeway in spring, moon over the peaceful lake in autumn, broken bridge with thawing snow.
orioles singing in the willows, and so on, divulge an elegant air of the literati. 由于地处富庶江南，气候宜人，极少战乱，杭州逐渐形成了自己悠然安详的城市性格，不像喧嚣的大城市上海，一来到这里会让你脚步放慢，心情松弛下来。顺便而言。这两座城市的关系有点像英国的伦敦与剑桥，因工作竞争、房价等因素，人群之间也发生着类似的对流。Blessed with the affluent south of the Yangtze River, pleasant climate, and few walls, Hangzhou has gradually formed its serene urban character. Unlike bustling metropolis Shanghai, as soon as you set foot here, you will slow down and relax. The relationship between the two cities and the interflow of their people, by the way, is a bit like that of London and Cambridge in the UK in terms of job and property markets. 自2004年起，杭州连续五年蝉联中国最具幸福感城市。2008年，杭州又在《瞭望东方周刊》中国最具幸福感城市评比中名列第一。For five consecutive years from 2004. Hangzhou was recognized as the city of well-being in China. In 2008, it ranked first in the competition under the same theme organized by Oriental Outlook Weekly. 说来，杭州的格局竟是由历史上的两位文人奠定的。一是唐朝的白居易，他做刺史时改造了西湖，修建了新堤，惠民至今。那天走在白堤上。我问一个学生模样的年轻人：“你知道白居易是谁吗？”他脱口而出：“白市长吗？”当然知道了。他当我们市长的时候，实行房屋新政，解决了大部分人的居住问题，老百姓很感激，所以送了他雅号“白居易”。这虽然是调侃，但可以看出白居易和杭州人的亲密关系。人们说起他，全然不像在谈论一个一千多年前的人物。Interestingly, the lifestyle of today's Hangzhou was laid down by two historical men of letters. One was Bai Juyi of the Tang Dynasty, who rebuilt the West Lake and made a new dike to benefit the locals when he served as the prefectural governor. Walking on the Bai Causeway, named after Bai Juyi, one day, I asked a young student-looking man. Do you know who Bai Juyi was? Of course, he blurted out. Mayor Bai implemented the new housing policy and solved the housing conundrum of most people, who were so grateful and then gave him the nickname Bai Juyi. In Chinese, the same character Bai can also mean free, Ju housing, Yi easy. Although it's a joke, one can sense the intimate relationship between him and Hangzhou people. When mentioning him, it doesn't sound like one is talking about a person who lived more than a thousand years ago. 另一位是宋朝的苏轼。西宁四年，即公元一零七一年，他因上书反对王安石变法中的刘濞，遭到政敌陷害，被迫离开都城汴京。调任杭州通判，结束任期后，因思念此地，曾再度回来，把这里作为他的第二故乡
，他勤政为民，豁达潇洒，留下许多佳话。其中最为人乐道的，自然是苏堤和东坡肉。千年之后，人们记起他的，似乎都是愉快的事。The other was Su Shi of the Song Dynasty. He was transferred to Hangzhou as a magistrate from his post in the capital of Bianjing after being framed by his political opponents for submitting a letter to oppose the flaws of Wang Anshi's reform. Missing Hangzhou so much, he came back again after finishing his term and treated this place as his second hometown. His open-minded and unrestrained personality and diligence for his people left many much-told tales. The most memorable references are, of course, the Su Causeway, named after him, and braised Dongpo pork. The pork was named after his styled name. Seemingly, mentioning his name gives people joy even after a thousand years. 十三世纪时，意大利旅行家马可波罗来到这里，对杭州的美赞不绝口，说它美丽而高贵。我想，这不仅是对其自然景色的称道，其中也包括人文成分。In the 13th century, Marco Polo, an Italian traveler, came here and was full of praise for its beauty and nobility, which I think not only covered its natural scenery but also its human elements. 与当地多方人士接触后，我感到杭州人的性格是温和的。北京人的骨子里有一种根劲儿。说的不对付了，会寸步不让，较真到底。杭州人则很少发生直接冲突。首先，他们说话的语气没有那么冲，多是商量性的口吻，更多配合与信任。实在不成了，还会说：“先生，咱们再想想办法吧。” Having wide contacts with local people, I've generally found the personality of Hangzhou people to be mild. Compared to native Beijingers, who are somewhat stubborn in their characters, willing to fight to the end with someone they don't get along with, Hangzhou people rarely have direct conflicts with others. First of all, their tone of voice is not so blasting, and it offers narratives that are normally suggestive and trustworthy. If things do not work out, they may say, "Sir, let's reconsider some other ways." 杭州人的温和性格还会让人联想到这里的特产：柔软的丝绸、小笼包、西湖醋鱼。The gentle nature of Hangzhou people may easily remind us of its local specialties, such as soft silk, steamed buns with stuffing, Westlake fish in vinegar gravy sauce. 过马路时走在斑马线上，双向车辆一般都会停在你跟前礼让。这在中国港澳以外的城市是不多见的，好像杭州人平时并没有那么多着急的事儿。When crossing the road, so long as you are on the zebra stripes, vehicles from both directions usually stop in front of you, which is pretty rare in cities of China other than Hong Kong and Macau. It seems that Hangzhou people don't have many things to rush to in their daily life. 与北京的的哥不同，这里的出租车司机很少跟你聊政治，他们更愿向你推荐杭州的景点、特产和美食，个个都像导游，都以这些为傲
一次，我打车要去一处步行街，司机竭力给我推荐了另一处，说那里更有的看。下车后发现是一个丝绸展销会的门口。后来了解到，每次只要司机把人带到这里，不论是否购买，展销会主办方都会付给他们提成。这种商业运作亦是和风细雨式的。即是在大量介绍、劝导之后，你情我愿的发生的，似乎亦是无可厚非。In contrast to Beijing's Digo, the nickname of taxi drivers in Beijing, taxi drivers here rarely talk about politics with you. Instead, they prefer to recommend Hangzhou's attractions, specialties, and delicacies, acting proudly as tour guides. One day, when I took a cab to go to a pedestrian street, the driver suggested to me another place where there would be more things to see and do. Getting out of the car, I found myself in the doorway of a silk fair. Later, I realized that every time a driver brought someone here, a commission was paid by the fair organizers, regardless of whether the guest purchased or not. This kind of commercial operation was carried out also in a gentle and smooth way, since I was fully informed and willing to be here after a great deal of introduction and persuasion. Really, I had nothing to complain about. 其实，杭州这个名义上的二线城市，在内涵上哪一方面也不输给一线城市。历史上，杭州也曾是中国的首都，长达一百五十年之久。有着丰厚的文化底蕴，且名人辈出，除白苏二位外，还有于谦、沈括、郁达夫、龚自珍、章太炎、夏衍、余华等等。论面积，一个杭州等于 8.3 个深圳、1 5个香港、7.6 个东京、21个纽约、157个巴黎。As a so-called second-tier city, Hangzhou, in fact, is by no means inferior to any first-tier city in China. Historically, Hangzhou had been the capital of China for 150 years, with an abundant cultural heritage and numerous celebrities. Apart from Bai and Su mentioned above, there were many well-known figures like Yu Qian, Shen Kuo, Yu Da Fu, Gong Zhen, Zhang Taiyan, Xia Yan. In terms of area, surprisingly, one Hangzhou equals 8.3 Shenzhens, 15 Hong Kongs, 7.6 Tokyos, 21 New Yorks, and 157 Parises. Hangzhou City's population has exceeded 100,000 people. Every year, they bring in 50 to 60 million, so they are insufficient for housing. They don't buy money. There are also requirements for social distancing. With a population of over 10 million, Hangzhou is still expanding annually by 500,000 to 600,000 people. When it comes to purchasing a property, money seems secondary to other requirements regulated by the local government, such as the number of years of paying social security premiums and categories of talent required by the urban community. Hangzhou. 2016年因主办 G20 峰会在世上露了脸。2023年还要举办亚运会。就我个人参与筹备的体会，届时还要大放异彩。
Hangzhou made its name known to the world in 2016 by hosting the G20 summit. Surely, it will be even more brilliant in 2023 when it hosts the 19th Asian Games, with which preparations I have personally been involved. Today's program is over. Thank you for listening. I'm Shen Ting. We'll see you next time.